Hey there, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast. My name is Denise Lee, and I'm a life coach specializing in traumas and addictions. And today I want to talk about keeping and loving the folk that you have in your life. Look, here's the thing, being on a planet Earth, it ain't easy. And on top of worries and stresses and just things that are going on, some people... Uh, are special in the sense of they aren't trying to do you wrong and they aren't trying to get on your nerves. But sometimes the way they're relating is not exactly getting along with how you want things being done. And if you want to keep and love certain people in your professional life, your personal life, we can't just kick everybody out. We got to learn how to be able to communicate in a way that facilitates healthy communication and dialogue. So if you're interested in no more drama, no more complications, or at least keep it to a minimum, and having good quality connections with people, listen to today's episode. We're going to be talking about how to do that coming to you after this short break. Hey, 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 and we're back. So glad that you're here. I'm wrapping my arms around you and giving you a big old electronic hug. Don't worry, don't worry. Not too tight, but just just tight enough. <laughs> the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast is not just designed for introverts or for entrepreneurs. It's designed for anyone who wants to improve how they connect and they communicate with others. Look, we live in a world where people are intimidating people with threats and bravado or seducing people with guilt or shame, or why wouldn't you? Or if you knew me well, you would have done this. Like, we're not doing any of that jazz. We're going to be talking straight with one another because that's how we get things done. And that's how we facilitate healthy communication so that we can be able to have our needs met. We live in a world where people are just not doing anything but just racing from one thing to another, but then they're always feeling empty inside. Not so in this podcast. We're going to be talking about how we can be able to understand who we are on a deep level so that we can be able to communicate with other people. So if you haven't done so already, please hit the follow subscribe button. That way, as soon as I drop a new episode, you'll be able to listen to it lickety split. And talking about a lot of people who have not been able to communicate their wants and their needs, check out denisegelee.com. There I have on the banner your life script and that explains, it's a free 15 minute quiz. And what I do is I have a list of questions and it makes the argument whether or not you were able to understand your connections with other people and maybe you might have been inadvertently scripted to not be able to love your body or be able to communicate your needs or I have there's a list of questions just go check that out they'll be able to deduce what your life script was. And it's just the first step on learning yourself and understanding how you were able to live your life up to this point. And I'm hoping that if this is something that intrigues you, that you will not just say, oh, that's great, Denise, but you'll actually take the next step. And I'm also going to leave a link in the show notes below so that you can be able to access the life script directly from the show notes here. So if you have been listening, you have been enjoying this podcast, I'm hoping that you share this podcast with other people. That way we can be able to amplify the message and we can be able to share with other people that, hey, we don't have to be jerks with other people. We don't have to be fearful or anxious. We can be honest about ourselves. You know, I remember when I was in my own recovery and restoration journey, I wouldn't even say it's over, it's in the process, but I would say in the beginning of my journey, I was talking with my sponsor and I was uh, telling her, 
it was a 12-step recovery program that they have sponsors there, so in case you're wondering what that reference is about. But anyway, I remember it was, we were sitting on my couch in my little one-bedroom, 700-foot apartment in uh, Greenbelt, Maryland, and I know for some people I know who are listening overseas, like 700 feet, that's a lot of space. Well, for for where I was living, that's not a lot of space, but I'm not trying to sound like a diva, but that's just what it was. But anyway, I was sitting there in apartment, and I remember, you know, my head crouched down on the phone talking with my sponsor. Her name was Lucky in Hawaii, and I was just telling Lucky, I said, you know, Lucky, I don't really know who I am. I've been always used to being like a social comedian. Chameleon. I was the jokester with this one crowd. I was super serious with one crowd. Who am I really? How would I need to be? And I remember, you know, she, I could hear her on her, just kind of quietly listening and just I could hear her breath. Cause I, I know she was really intensely thinking about what she said. And then I just remember just like looking out at the sky and just seeing a very beautiful blue sky and just end this moment of inflection where I knew that my life had to change, but I didn't really know how it needed to be changed. And then I remember hearing her voice say it just in just a few short words, you just have to be you, Denise. And, you know, that, that really hit me hard because I never felt the permission to be me. I was always trained to be people-pleasing, accommodating, try to be perfectionist, talking fast. I remember talking fast because I thought that fast talkers were the people who seemed smart. And now I've gone through so much awareness and so much discovery. Like, for example, the goal of communication is not to seem smart. It's to be understood and hurt. And in those days, I didn't know how to do any of that because I was always so fearful and anxious and vengeful and angry because I felt like everybody was out to get me, but I had to get them first. And guess what happens if you're being combative, intimidating with other people? They're going to treat you that way in kind. And there was a lot of trauma and a lot of confusion, a lot of angst. And to quell that, I went into sex and and liquor and all sorts of things in order to feel good about myself. And so I'm saying this to say that I'm on the other side and saying that we can communicate with love. We don't have to seduce people with guilt or shame or intimidate people with threats. We don't have to people please. We don't have to be strong all the time or hurry up or never show anyone our, our soft spot. Like there's a better way where we can have a strong inner sense of who we are and not be able to feel intimidated because somebody else has something that we think we need. We are enough. We have everything that we have inside of us. And that's the main message um, before we kind of get into anything. Like you already have the tools within you. You absolutely do. And I I forgot to mention the beginning of this podcast episode, but I just want to say this anyway. Um, be sure that if you have been listening to this podcast episode, uh, this podcast in general, and you've been enjoying the content to share this podcast with somebody else that you know that can also um, benefit from this type of conversation. Because I think for a lot of us, 
especially if some of the messages I've heard from people um, since I've had this podcast is that there's always a sense of loneliness, the sense that no one can relate to me, no one can understand me, and therefore I just wanted to stay isolated. Look, here's the thing. We're only as sick of as our secrets, and if you have found something that has helped you, don't you think that it could help somebody else? Don't you think that just kind of keeping this to yourself is limiting more community and more connections. And I know for some of us, we think, oh, you know, I don't want them to judge me. I don't want them to think that I, I'm crazy or I have problems. No, it means that you're human. It means that you're vulnerable. It means that you're open. It means that you want to be able to have something more than just superficial relationships. Look, here's the thing. I Before my husband, uh, gosh, I can't tell you the long list of I wouldn't even call them boyfriends. I would call them literally just lovers or acquaintances. They were just as sick as me. They couldn't connect. They were emotionally stunted like me. And the fact of the matter is, as much as I wanted to blame them for not having quality relationships with me, the fact of the matter is I attracted them because I was so afraid of my own emotions and what I wanted to share. It's just a, a, a mis a belief that because we're a, because being a woman means that you're more in touch with your 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 emotions. Not necessarily. If you've been raised to be a protector, a provider, a giver, a strong person, always holding up the fort, you were raised to be a man, sweetheart, if you're a woman listening. And that makes it really, really hard for you to be in touch with who you are, your your femininity, your womanhood. And the converse is true for men. Men, if you've been raised to be more in touch with your feelings, if you were told to always guarding how you felt and making sure that things just felt right for you, then you may have not been raised to learn how to protect, provide, and give. And as a result, you have a hard time wanting to be a a caretaker for a woman. I mean, not a caretaker in the sense of, you know, paying for all her bills and while she just sits at home and does nothing. I'm talking about this yin and yang balance where someone gives, someone takes, and there's a balance where everyone's being respected or cherished, respected for their thoughts or cherished for their feelings. I dive more into this with my private clients about what that looks like to be cherished first or respected second, because in any kind of relationship, you can't have two respectable people because if everyone wants their thoughts respected, it inevitably leads to conflict. Or if you got two people who want to be cherished, nothing ever gets done because there's no leadership. So you need a follower and you need a leader. And for so many of us, we've been either been trained to be followers who inadvertently get themselves in so many codependent relationships, or we become autocratic dictatorial leaders who don't care about cherishing the feelings of the per- other person that's involved and become mean and tyrannical and bossy. I remember I was in a, a service yesterday and it was so very apparent to me. I was watching this couple and uh, during the service time, during the, uh, the praise and worship, he refused to even stand up. And I remember looking at the woman, assuming it was the wife, but you never know these days. And she just gave this scornful look like, you better not embarrass me. You better stand up. And he just said, he just, just sat down the entire time. And that is a classic example of a man 
that wanted to be his feelings shares above all because he didn't feel good and he didn't want to be there. And then the woman saying, we're going to be here. We're going to be, we're going to go to church and we're going to do all these things. And that's what I'm talking about, the flip-flop of relationships and where we are not in our ideal role. Now, for some women, they want to be more respectable and because for various reasons, and that's okay if she wants to be that way. But most women want to prioritize their feelings. It helps them to be able to get in contact with their neurotransmitters, dopamine, uh, serotonin, and it helps them oxytocin. It helps them to feel good about themselves. It helps them to protect themselves from threats. That's why most women are are more in touch with their, their feelings naturally in comparison to guys. Most guys are more in touch with responsibility, uh, caretaking, providing. They're the first ones to run into the fire and, and swoop up and pick up the dogs and the babies. They're the first ones to be able to sense danger and protect little ones and, and those who are in harm. Not to say that women can't do that as well, but men have the the wiring, the hard wiring for that. And I'm not going to sit here and get into any other conversations I know that we're having right now in our culture about uh, gender fluidity and all that other stuff. But I was just, I'm specifically talking about biological men, and biological women. I just really just want to wrap a container around this and I'm not going into the other nuances because that's my not my expertise and nor am I equipped to explain those nuances. All I just want to say is that for a lot of us, the part of the reasons why we had so much drama, so much uh, issues in our personal relationships is because we've lost our sense of our identity, our purpose, how we want to relate with one another. And what we're going to do in the remainder of our time with one another is I'm going to explain some other tips and advice for having healthy communication and healthy relationships with people, with the people that we want to have relationships. Look, here's the thing. Not everyone that is going to be in our world is going to stay on our world. You know, there are seasons of life. You know what we have season, for for those of you who live in the United States around the East Coast, there's distinct spring, summer, fall, winter. Well, it's the same thing with our relationships with other people where when we first meet someone, it's springtime. It's awesome. It's new. Things are growing. It's fresh and, and awesome. And then in the summertime, it heats up because like, whew, I, I'm really getting to know you and I'm just really excited. And then things get a little bit more comfortable and then perfections show up and we're going to have to negotiate in certain things. And then winter happens where if we don't move through this season, it's over. Or we can be able to renegotiate certain things and come to an, another rebirth, another spring. And so I just want you to understand that for some people, the seasons last for de- decades, you know, forget it, on top of years or whatever. But some people, the seasons only literally a couple of weeks, a couple of months tops. It just depends. And so as you're listening to what I have to share about having these quality relationships, I want you to ask yourself, like, where can I really get a little bit better at? Where can I really inform myself about, oh, shoot, I really need to work a little bit more on on this or that. I just want you to just reflect. And so ideally, if you have something to write with, please be sure to 
have something to write with. And if you can't write anything down, at least mentally reflect if you're outside walking or just doing something where you can't write down things, okay? So the first and most important thing is, number one, is to communicate openly and honestly, okay? You know, communication is a key to building strong relationships. And for a lot of us, we have this thing called a cognitive distortion. I'm a I'm a transactional analyst. I, I do a lot of, this is a little branch within psychology where we understand how we communicate. And for a lot of us, we haven't been able to tra- talk straight, meaning that we literally say explicitly what we want. Like for example, let's say you want your employees to make sure that they're checking their email. The, the business email every morning before anything gets started. You want to make sure that all the custom, the tickets are, are, are opened and closed or whatever's going on. And instead of saying, hey, the real reason I want to make sure that we have high customer satisfaction, you go around and say, well, if you don't do this, I'm going to have to mark this on your record. Or you might say, well, or you might even say something subtle like, well, the last person got fired because they weren't being able to be on top of communications with clients and customers. See, for some, so many of us, we default to you either seducing people and say, well, if you don't do this, I'll be afraid or you become passive aggressive or gossip about your poor performance with other people. Like we don't have to do that. We can literally say to other people like, I want this because so that fill in the blank out desired outcome and what can we do to make it easier or better for you we can talk straight we can communicate very clearly with people because for a lot of us we haven't been taught to do that because we we're taught to be little intimidators or seducers and we don't have to play those same games that we were learned by learned by our family friends you know school, wherever, there's a better way for us to communicate with us. So the first and most important thing, like I talked about, is to be able to communicate openly and honestly. And the second thing is to be able to practice active listening. And so what does active listening really look like? You know, I remember I was, uh, I'm so embarrassed to say this, but I just want to say this, but because I, I know that a lot of people do this as well. If you imagine you're talking with somebody, and you're talking about something that's really passionate about it. Your a topic it could be about your work or your personal life or whatever. And you already have a conclusion in your mind about like how you want things done. And then you bring you want to talk with other person to more or less implement or just get into motion what you want. And then you're you're telling them about the plan. And then before they even open their mouth and they can respond, you're like, okay, well this is what we're going to be doing here, and this is what's why it's important and you never you need the other person's buy-in but if you're ramming your thoughts into their head without even paying any attention to their body language their gestures their tone of voice or anything like we're we're lost the ball in terms of getting what we want so here's the thing we can drag someone across the finish line or we can have them run us alongside us willingly. I think I would rather do the latter than the former. And for too many of us, we haven't understood what active listening is. That means literally shutting the tape that's playing inside of our brains. Look, I know that we're 
we are motivated, we are driven people, and that's why we're entrepreneurs. I, like, I totally get it. But if we want to be able to have a team that's functional and healthy, that means we're going to have to just stop the, the, the play button that's on our mind and really pay attention to their micro expressions. Like, what are they, how are they looking? Like, are they frowning? Are they looking to the side? Are they, are they attuned to what you're saying? Because look, here's the thing. If someone looks like they're not attuned to what I have to say, I would just, I don't, I'm not a big fan of meetings, period. But if they don't look like they're engaged in the topic, either change the topic or ask them if this now is, a, if you don't feel comfortable explaining why. We need to be inquisitive about not just what we say, but we have to see how the things land on the other side. Look, we can't imagine like you're playing tennis and your words are like a tennis ball and then your your racket is your mouth and then you're hitting the <laughs> the tennis ball across the, the net over to the other side and the other person is in a a lawn chair and your ball is just hitting against the floor on the ground anywhere else but on the other person's racket their own mouth their own communicating devices like that's what happens when we're not being able to be receptive and understanding how the other person is face uh, dealing with what we've communicated so I really want you in addition to keep it our mouth shut I want you to pay attention to body language I also want you to be able to ask questions like what do you think I said, or how, how do you interpret this idea? And really being receptive, because here's the thing, as much as we're smart and as much as we like to do different things, we need other people to see other things that we can't see, okay? Now, the third thing I want to share with you is showing empathy. This is where we're trying to understand the other person's perspectives and emotions and showing empathy towards their feelings. Look, here's the thing. A lot of people, including yourself, myself, and uh, <laughs> we have a lot of biases, a lot of biases that come from our past life experiences, from our temperaments. Look, here's the thing. I'm a more straightforward, straight shooter type of personality. I'm not really into subtleties. I'm not really into trying to like say the kind of massage it in a, in a very smooth, subtle way. I'm like, this is what we want. This is why we need it. And this is when we're going to do it. Boom, 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 boom. Like that's how I is. But there's some people who like the sandwich method where they start off with a good thing and then they put in a little, the fact, and then they sandwich it again with, with some a nice, good uh, feeling. And because they feel very sensitive about themselves and they don't want to feel any type of antagonism, any type of negativity. And so you have to be very mindful as we show empathy to other people. Like, how is the person receiving the, and the information? And does, do we need to massage things a little bit? For example, I had to learn um, working with my team members that, you know, I, I have to start off with a compliment like, hey, I really appreciate what you're doing with X, Y, and Z. And it's a genuine appreciation. I'm not just saying something just to gain appeasement. And then I say, I this would really help me if you do this, blah, 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 blah. And what do you think about that? And showing empathy is all about saying, hey, I see you, human being. I see that you, you, for the most part, you're not trying to mess things up. You're not trying to make things hard. I want to make sure that you're successful because 
Nobody wants to be in a situation where they feel miserable and upset all day. Nobody in their personal life or their professional life, okay? There's so many people who are leaving relationships, jobs, careers because they ignore their feelings and then on to make matters worse, they were with people who had next to no interpersonal relationship skills, but not you because you're listening to this podcast. So that that makes you different. (laughs) Anyway, the next thing that I want to talk with you about is this idea of practicing forgiveness. And I know forgiveness is not easy, especially if someone did something that really rubbed you raw or broke your trust, or violated a sense of your core values. And I just wanted to say this about what forgiveness really is. Forgiveness is not forgetting. Forgiveness is not condoning. Forgiveness is not allowing them the ability to take another swipe at you. Forgiveness is being able to release the clutches of animosity and bitterness so that you can be able to live free. You know, remember I was listening to a another um, podcast uh, or it was a book. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But I remember it was just uh, hearing this idea that you would feel 10 times better with your life if you just forgave your parents. And I know that for some of you guys who are listening, that may seem next to impossible. I mean, for those of you who have been listening, you know that my mother sexually, verbally, physically abused me. My father neglected me for many years. And I know what that is when your parent just did unspeakable evil. Uh, there's a really great book if you want to dive more into this idea of evil uh, evil things people do is M. Scott Peck, and it's called The People of the Lie by M. Scott Pett. And it dives into, you know, explaining why why people just do just horrible, evil things. But this is not about trying to understand the psychology of why people do their psychopathy. Like we're we're not going into any of any of that. We're talking about this idea of in order for you to live free lives, in order for you to be able to accomplish the goals that you want in order for you to be able to grow and scale your business. That requires for you to release them from the jail cell of your mind. Like full stop. Because you are a leader. You're a successful person. And you don't have time to be dragging around in your mind, jail after jail cell after jail cell, of people that you haven't seen in 10, 15, (coughs) 20 plus years. Or even if they're alive in your life right now, and they could be your your biological parent. And I say that biological because if you're over the 18 years old, their role of parent is over. And we are, let's just keep it even more simple, your biological relative, their biological relatives is over. Uh, you need to be able to learn to reparent yourself. You have to be able to take care of your own inner needs. And part of taking care of your own inner needs is saying to yourself like, I really can't deal with holding this person hostage or giving them the side eye, the sneer, or being mad at them because they don't communicate the way we want. Well, we were going to have to be able to be clear about our needs so that even if they don't want to do it, at least we have good firm boundaries so that people don't violate our trust or people don't cause us to feel frustrated. We only feel frustrated if we allow that. 
but by being clear about our needs and letting go of the animosity so that we can live freer, happier lives. That's what we need to do. And for some of us, we're going to might have to be writing tons of letters, tons of nasty letters, and then just burning it up. Or you can be writing high bye letters and High Bad Letters is a, is a five-paragraph script that I work with clients about how to systematically work through the pain and the animosity that they have uh, faced. And that's another strategy. Look, I've got a whole bunch of other strategies. The point I'm trying to make is that for a lot of us, we got to let it go so that we can be able to be free. It's not for them, it's for us. And I don't want you to squander your life holding on to things that you don't need to hold on to anymore. Okay. The number five is I want you to be able to set boundaries. Now, for a lot of us, we haven't had an clear idea of where we begin and where the other person's end because we've always been stuck in these unmatched relationships where we were just so hyper-focused on not disappointing, always pleasing, always accommodating because we feared being alone, because we felt so alone. But here's the thing. If we are alone, if we are spending time with people that only see what we want to see, what we think they want to see, that's not a relationship. And so maybe this is a time you need to be like sitting and looking at yourself and going like, you know what, I need to change me, so that I can have better relationships. And part of changing me is maybe making the mask fall down. I mentioned the beginning of our time with one another that I felt like I had to either be the comedian or the serious business person or, you know, the intimidator. I always felt like I had to put all these different faces and boundaries. When we have clear, healthy, emotionally boundaries, we're basically saying, this is who I am. This is what I want. This is what I need. This is what is, this is how I interact. We don't have to have all these facades. We don't have to like expend all this emotional energy trying to be someone we think the other person wants to see. We don't have to do that. And so what we need to do is be able to understand our own, what we need for self-care, for self-love, what we, what we need to, to be whole. And if we haven't had that, I really would encourage you to go over to denisegelee.com. I have an article about self-care strategies for caretakers and leaders, but always just go on denisegelee.com. I've got articles and about other issues about taking care of yourself. But for so many of us, we haven't learned how to do it because usually has to be modeled by example. But what if we were around people that always were hurrying up and being strong and never complaining and always trying to people please? That's kind of hard to figure out what that really looks like, what self-care really looks like. So I really want to encourage you that if we're going to have boundaries, we're going to have to understand what our needs are because it all starts with us. I remember in in the beginning of our time with one another, I said that it all starts with us. It starts and it always ends with us. So that being said, I want to recap everything that we've been talking about. So I always, I talked to them in the beginning and there's so much more talk more about an amazing attitude about, you know, our, do we want to be respected for, for our thoughts? Do we want to be cherished for our feelings? And we can't have two respectful people who want, who want to give, protect, provide, you know, uh, we we don't have to have uh, two uh, cherishable people who want to be patient, um, vulnerable, and passive. Like we can't have that. We have to have a balance, a yin and a yang. And I, I really encourage you to check out Amazing Attitude to dive more into that conversation. But to, to 
summarize right now is we have to understand our role. We have to understand how we're wired. And so once we get more in contact with who we are and how we're wired, like on a, on a either instinctual feeling space or a, a intuitional uh, thinking base, because first, some of us were more driven by our left lobe linear logical side or our right lobe feeling side. There's nothing wrong with being either right lobe dominated or left lobe dominated. It's just what it is. So that's the first and most important thing. And then we talked about certain ideas for uh, having quality relationships. And the first one we talked about is communicating openly and honestly. We're not intimidating people and we're not seducing people. We're being able to be clear with love and with clarity. And we have to have clarity within ourselves. We also have to be active listeners where we understand what the other person's is saying we're being attuned to body language. We're going to show empathy. Then empathy means putting a pause on what we want to hear or what we think needs to be said and checking in with other people. Not in the sense we're being codependent and needy, but because we know that in order to get things done, we need cooperation with other people. Okay. And then the other thing that I want to uh, talk about is this idea of for us to be able to practice forgiveness. Look, here's the thing. A lot of people aren't equipped to communicate with love and they may be able to just do things that we think is incomprehensible like or scandalous or just downright cruel or evil. And while we can't figure out why we're why they're doing this because we have our own lives to live. We, we gotta be, we're busy people. We got to do things. We're going to release them from the jail cells of our mind so that we can live happy and free lives. Okay. And then the last thing we talked about is setting boundaries. Setting boundaries is so essential because when we are clear with other people, they'll be able to respect us more or cherish us more depending on the, the relationship dynamics. Here's the thing. When we aren't making things clear with people, there's this uncertainty. And this uncertainty causes us to have friction. I mean, I think about it this way. You know, I remember when my son was learning how to walk. And one of the things that we did was on top of, you know, putting those guardrails up, we put these little covers that goes under the outlook plug so he wouldn't inadvertently put his fingers through that and when we put up all those guardrails and those safety things it wasn't to block him it was to keep him safe it was to help him understand like where he could go where he couldn't go and that's the thing that works well with people like in order for people to feel safe and comfortable they need to know where to go where they're not go and they are not going to guess. They can't figure this thing out. Be clear. Say, hey, look, I really appreciate what your interest is, but right now I don't want to talk about this for blah, blah, blah reason. You know, can we talk about other things? Is that okay with you? We don't have to be rude. We don't have to ignore. We don't have to pretend we didn't, like we're deaf. We don't have to have them get a hint. We can be clear. Isn't that so novel in this day and age? where people are unfollowing, unsubscribing, or ghosting people, where we can say, hey, look, I don't feel comfortable, and this is the reason why. And I know that might be scary, especially if you grew up in a household where people weren't communicating like this, but we can communicate differently from other people, okay? Well, that is it. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please share this with somebody else, write a review, 
I would love to hear from you. Check out anchor.fm slash Denise T. Lee. There you can send me a voicemail message. Let me know the beginning or the end of the message, whether or not I have permission to air your message. Also check out deniseglee.com articles, access to my weekly mailing list. I drop them every Monday, all sorts of fun things. So check that out. And lastly, I hope that as you're listening, that you're going to try to implement something that you're not just going to listen to this and go, Oh, okay, whatever. I want to hear from you. So write with me, send me a message, all that fun stuff. Well, thank you so much for listening. Take care and be awesome.